Hello, I'm Weevala, and today is Sunday, July 31st. So, heading into August, it's a beautiful day here. And last night, Blue Lotus Temple in Woodstock had their second uh, international food festival at Blue Lotus at the temple. And it was a big success, according to Todd Nielsen. And my good friend Diane Bratson won, wasn't, wasn't able to be there, but she won the coveted pizza oven that so many people had bought raffle tickets for. So congratulations, Diane. Um, I think it was a good time. Todd said it was so much fun, and there was, but there was so too much food, and <laughs> he was exhausted afterwards. So those are my reports from the from that uh, great fundraiser that's all to help the temple keep going. So all the money that people donated and spent and uh, had a great, not only had great time together, but they raised a lot of money. I don't know how much, but they raised a lot of money to keep our temple in Woodstock maintained and uh, available. So, there is so much, I'm sure, if you paid attention to any news yesterday, and I, I'm, I'm not watching anything on TV, but when I read about it, when I hit any kind of, I would usually read NBR news, um, yesterday was a really hard day. Not only was there flooding that we probably got up to in the morning going on and uh, had gone over night in Kentucky. This morning I saw that at least 25 people had been killed from that flooding. And this morning I saw pictures of flooding in Pakistan where people are, I uh, have no idea how many people have died, but the flooding is driving so many people out of their homes. So this is the world of samsara, so we're always we're always aware of that. Uh, we, it's a, it's just a way to open our hearts and have compassion for all the everything going on in the world, where people are suffering. People are, uh, we're really seeing the effects of climate change. That's our, that's a reality that I think this summer has been teaching us. So keep your hearts open. That's the best advice I can give you. Try to keep your hearts open without having them break. Um, do what you can and try not to let your own emotions about things going on in the world um, uh, affect you negatively. Let it open your heart instead of shut it down in, as a way to protect yourself. and. That is, you know, we have we have difficult emotions and we have emotions of that are painful, but we don't want to repress them. But we we can learn to work with them so we can release them and not be caught up with all those negative emotions and with the things going on in the world. That's very easy to have that stuff. Just feels like it's stuck in your gut or your chest, wherever you feel it arise in your body. We need to investigate it and allow it to flow through us before it starts 
before it even starts uh, affecting how we speak and how we act in the world. So today, this is a good one to be <laughs> working with. You know, I'm reading from the book, just the beginning and ends of the chapters, the book by Sylvia Borstein, Pay Attention for Goodness Sake. And it's about practicing, this is daily practicing the perfections of the heart the Buddhist path of kindness. So the last one we read was determination, which is so important. And I love her advice at the end because of daily we hear of, daily we can tune into bad news, right? It's always available for us. But at the end of her chapter on determination, I'm going to repeat this, she talks about her own, uh, this is just too good to not read again. She talks about computer glitches that she's experiencing. I wanted to say that just as my computer suddenly, apparently at its own whim, slips into a font I don't want to use anymore, my mind unguarded falls into old patterns. I don't fight with my computer when it slips now and I try not to fight with my mind. I know that when I am paying attention, my mind stays clear and my heart stays open. That is my experience. I am certain that my own good heart is one mind moment and one breath away, so I start over. That's the practice for you as well. Plan to be starting over all the time. Each time you find that your mind has gotten stuck in a struggle, remember that you know the way out. You've found it before. Stop, take a breath, dismiss dismay if you can as fast as it arises. It's not supposed to be different. This is the way it is. It's easier than you think and it's harder than you can imagine. Freedom from habit is a possibility, not once and for all, as far as I can tell, but day after day, little by little, and more and more often. So that determination we need in these days, the world is just changing awfully fast. Before I start reading, I hope you notice this in front of my Buddha. It's a beautiful pot with a southwestern theme from uh, ancient pots that were made in the southwest and archaeologists have dug up. Marianne Pellin gifted that to me. We got to meet in person and have a wonderful uh, afternoon talking. And uh, it's, it's a treasure, she said. Her teacher told her that it looks like the original pottery. And uh, I'm really proud of it. And my it looks very good with my, next to my Buddha. I think I'm gonna find something that I can put in it. Maybe some uh, flowers or something that work with, the, with that pot. So now we're starting on chapter nine. We'll read some from the beginning where she defines us in her quote, to, which is uh, from it's from the teachings of the Buddha, so it's either it has been either in this book, the, the quote that begins the chapter is maybe from the Jataka tales or from another sutta. 
This chapter is on loving kindness, which is great to follow right after determination. The determination keeps us going and keeps us realizing that we always will stumble and fall until we're completely enlightened. That's the journey. Uh, and that's why we have to have that energy, make the, make the effort and have the determination to keep going. And then loving kindness. This becomes what, what makes it all worthwhile. Let me turn off one of the noise sources in my background. Maybe it's be easier to hear. And please, if you, if you notice that you're getting uh, interruptions in your audio and vi video, would you just make a little note and send it to me and make a comment? Because I think that's happening and I'm not aware of it. So I need to find out how to stop that. So if I know exactly that it's, who it's happening to, that might help. So if it just if you have those glitches where you're where it, everything freezes where the screen freezes for however many seconds and then goes on. Oh, thanks, Mary Jane. You reported it to Facebook. Well, that's good. I don't even know how to report anything to Facebook. So, Chapter Nine: Loving Kindness, free from greed, hatred, and delusion. Alert and mindful, one pervades first the east, then the west, the north, and then the south. With abundant, expansive, immeasurable goodwill, with the strength of a conch trumpet, with the strength of a conch trumpet blower, without any difficulty, goodwill fills the all-encompassing cosmos. And that is from the Sutta. I love that. With the strength of a conch trumpet blower, without any difficulty, goodwill fills the all-encompassing cosmos. So that's another way of expressing how we radiate good, a loving kindness out. Goodwill is loving kindness. Friendliness is loving kindness. So here's how she explains this from her chart. If I make blessing my habit, if I meet each moment with equal benevolence, my mind relaxes and all of my rehearsed reasons for resenting are redeemed by goodness. I'm going to read that again. If I make blessing my habit, I meet each moment with equal benevolence. My mind relaxes and all of my rehearsed reasons for resenting are redeemed by goodness. <laughs> the, the rehearsed reasons I like. The relief of not using categories of affection, most favorite, semi-favorite, so-so, not really, and not at all, as criteria for kindness invites my mind for its own benefit to forgive. Being on good terms with all of my life allows me to feel safe and convinces me that loving kindness must be the universal antidote 
to suffering, that it must be what everyone wants most. The universal antidote to suffering. Loving kindness meditation. Most of us are familiar with this and we can see how Sylvia uh, gives us a new way to do loving kindness. Loving kindness meditation. I imagine that if the Buddha preached the loving kindness sermon today, that the newspaper article reporting the event <clears throat> would say, three discoveries ensure lasting peace. One, wholesome living is the cause of happiness. Two, personal happiness cultivates the insight. Everyone wants this. And three, human beings have the capacity in gladness and in safety to wish unconditionally, may all beings be happy. Commentators would point out that the loving kindness sermon has no special instructions for a wish to make for people you don't like. It doesn't need them. It assumes that one's own boundlessly safe and happy heart has no walls with hooks on them on which to hang old animosities, <clears throat> no filing systems filled with fear stories that get in the way of forgiving. It's beautifully said. In loving-kindness meditation, steadfast well-wishing concentrates the mind, dispelling any barrier to benevolence. The Pali word for loving-kindness is metta, and my colleague Guy Armstrong, who's a, who's a well-known Buddhist teacher, Guy Armstrong says that the metta mind is like frozen orange juice. Everything extra is squeezed out of it. What remains is the essential goodness, only sweeter. Begin now. Make yourself comfortable. Take a deep breath. Let's just do this together. Okay, begin now. Make yourself comfortable. Take a deep breath. In and out. Relax. Try to smile. The Buddha taught that there is no other person in the world more worthy of your well-wishing than yourself. I love that teaching. It's so kind. And it makes so much sense. So just keep breathing. Just follow my voice. When I am unhappy, tense, frightened, tired, or irritable, I think, of course, what else could I possibly wish well to? I can't see past myself. I need to feel better first. I love that sentence, I can't see past myself. Start with yourself. These are the words I am saying these days. So until you find others more resonant for you, I invite you to try them. Say them out loud if you're alone. Otherwise, think them. May I feel protected and safe. 
May I feel contented and pleased. May my physical body provide me with strength. May my life unfold smoothly with ease. Now say the phrases again. This time, stop after each phrase and take a deep breath in and out. Close your eyes as you take the breath and experience how that wish feels in your body. Then make the next wish and experience how that one feels. When you know the wishes by heart, close your eyes and say them over and over. Pay attention to how good it feels to wish yourself well. Later on, you'll wish for other people. For now, just wish for yourself for as long as you like and really do try to smile. So let's go back. Now, we'll say the phrases and we'll stop and you can repeat them to yourself. May I feel protected and safe. Breathe. Close your eyes. Just keep them closed if you like and say the phrase again. Experience how that wish feels in your body. May I feel protected and safe. May I feel contented and pleased. Breathe, feel this in your body. May I feel contented and pleased. May my physical body provide me with strength. Breathe in and breathe out, feeling how your body reacts to this blessing. May my physical body provide me with strength. And the last one, may my life unfold smoothly with ease. Breathe, exhale. May my life unfold smoothly with ease. When you know the wishes by heart, <clears throat> close your eyes and say them over and over. Pay attention to how good it feels to wish yourself well. Later on, you'll wish for other people. For now, just wish for yourself for as long as you like. And really, do try to smile. That's Sometimes I forget to remind myself and others to smile, but it's try to do that, especially with this practice. And I will type these and put them in as a comment uh, as soon as we finish, so you can have those four phrases.
these, uh, she does go over, she does talk about next how the benefits of metta, and this is from a sutta. She says it's a list she asks her students to memorize as an ins as inspiration in, a in advance of beginning their formal metta, metta practice. These were used as advertising copy for a product. If these were used as a advertising copy for a product sold on television, everyone would send away for it. <laughs> I'll read that. And most of you, most of you may know this, the advantages of metta practice. People who practice metta, that's loving kindness, sleep peacefully, wake peacefully, dream peaceful dreams. People love them. Angels love them. Angels will protect them. Poisons and weapons and fire don't harm them. Their faces are clear. Their minds are serene. They die unconfused. And when they die, their rebirth is in heavenly realms. Her favorite line is, people love them, people who practice metta. They are protected by their own lovingness. They are safe. So that's, uh, I like that she loves that one. So let's, this is a great chapter. We can never read enough about loving kindness because uh, a lot of times we we attack ourselves. Oh, thank you, Steve. He wrote the lines down. Thank you. So they're right there for everyone to see. So that could be homework assignment to uh, use those use those lines for yourself and let yourself just memorize them. They'll get just as easy as the words we use in our a little well, we you know we use a little, few different words, but I love these. So here is her end of the chapter, which is her uh, everyday loving kindness practice. It's called fasten, uh, kindly fasten your seatbelts. Everyday loving kindness practice. It's not too long. My meta practice, when it is not the saying of structured phrases, has been informed by teachings I had from Chagdad Rinpoche, a venerable teacher in the Tibetan Buddhist tradition, and Joe who is a regular member of the Spirit Rock Wednesday morning class. I think of both teachings as a loving-kindness point of view. I met with Chagdad Rinpoche only once. I arranged to see him because as part of my meditation practice, I began to feel very strong and unusual energies in my body. And my friend, Friends told me that Tibetan teachers were especially knowledgeable about esoteric energies. I like that, esoteric energies. We may not be as familiar. And I've, I've said that to people too, but I didn't use that term. That uh, sometimes Tibetan teachers are more familiar with certain kind of energies in the body. Esoteric energies, I like that. I told him slowly and carefully because we spoke through an interpreter the details of my experience. 
I expected that he would give me instructions in a new meditation technique. Instead, he said, How much compassion practice do you do every day? I didn't know how to answer. Then he said, Go out in the street every day and see the suffering. I thought, How will I know who is suffering? Does he mean everybody? Probably he does, but then what? And what about my energies? The interview was over, so I didn't ask. His instruction, though, go out in the street every day and see the suffering, was valuable. At the very least, paying attention to other people is probably a modular modulator of concentration energies. So let me read that again. At the very least, paying attention to other people is probably a modulator of concentration energies. At the very most, it builds compassion. Joe's teaching was a comment she offered in a class at Spirit Rock Meditation Center. I had been teaching about loving kindness, and I'd said, it's easy to wish well to people you love. It's hard to do it with people you don't like. And we usually overlook neutral people, those we have no opinion about. Anyway, I added, there are very few neutral people. I think we make instant decisions usually based on very little data about whether or not we like people. It's hard not to be partial. Joe, who has been a flight attendant for United Airlines for more than 40 years, said, no, it isn't. When I look out at the passengers on an airplane and say, fasten your seatbelts, I mean it equally for everyone. They are all in the same airplane and we all need to make this trip together. They all look the same to me. Oh, it gives me goosebumps. That's really wonderful, isn't it? I think about Chagda Rinpoche when I am standing in line at the supermarket checkout and remember to wonder about the person before me. What is the biggest difficulty in her life right now? When I remember, I wish, may you be happy. May your pain, whatever it is, be lessened. And I think about Joe as I look around and realize that all of us in line at the supermarket, at the bank, at the post office, at the ticket window are moving through this line and that line and that line day after day and year after year, this difficulty after that, making this trip of life together and everyone still looks different to me, but I know that we all have to fasten our seatbelts just the same for the trip. The everyday loving kindness practice, good wishes for everyone you pass can happen on its own as you carry on with the rest of your life. When I decided on the mental phrases I would use, I set them to a melody that has a special private meaning for me and practice them over and over as a chant. I encourage students to do the same. I tell them, if you do, you'll find that your chant will become like a song, 
about which you will say, I can't get that tune out of my head. It will be stuck there, playing in every spare moment, and it will make you happy. So I invite you to do the same. Pick phrases that you like to say. Pick a melody, one that you know touches your heart, and see if you can make the words fit it. The phrases that I say in three melodies that are dear to me. I think that's because I hope they would. Oh, okay, let me read this again. So she invites you to pick a melody, one that you know touches your heart, and see if you can make the words fit it. Fit it. The phrases that I say fit three melodies that are dear to me. I think that's because I hope they would. Once you've written your song, sing it to yourself always. You will feel different, and the people around you will feel you differently. What a lovely chapter. So, and, and it couldn't be more appropriate and more needed than in the world we're in right now. There's confusion, there are people struggling, there are people dealing with anxiety, uh, dealing with trauma, uh, dealing with the conditions changing and, you know, we don't know if COVID's over, if it's, we don't know what's going on uh, with the weather anymore. We, we are all experience a change in the, almost in the flow of the world. And some of that might be very positive and good, and some can be very, just the newness of it, the changes of it can be very stressful. So this chapter on loving kindness is wonderful. We begin with ourselves. And then you might want to use for your first melody, maybe you want to use her phrases. And then you can start putting your own. So Steve has them as a comment. And then maybe you'll want to put your own to your, to your very own uh, melody and your own words. And then just, that's, that's one of the ways you can learn chanting. Uh, you, you begin to develop your own melody. Or the, and some, the one I still use when I'm trying to learn a chant is what I what I learned from the monks who first taught me. So, just all of the uh, those those just became part of my memory along with the words. So you can you can always with chanting you find your own tune, you find your own melody. So now we have some words just to be our practice words. Don't, don't feel you have to lock into those certain words. So let's, before I leave, just go back to that practice. Use those for your own meta practice. I have to read them from the book because it's a little hard for me to see all of them. So here are the words, may I feel protected and safe, may I feel contented and pleased, may my physical body provide me with strength, may my life unfold smoothly with ease. 
So that can be your first assignment. And then as you practice, just keep going and uh, set, put your own words, your own tune. And then you, before you know it, you'll be practicing loving kindness even when you don't realize you're practicing loving kindness. But it'll get through. So we have only one more quality, which we will read on a Tuesday, and it's equanimity. So that will be the 10th quality. So everybody, thank you so much for being here with me. Uh, thank you for being part of my practice. And if you're, if you're available, we have Sutta study today from 3 to 4.30. And if you, uh, if you don't have the Zoom link, and I sent it out last night to people on the mailing list, but if you would like it and don't have it, you can contact me or leave a comment here with your uh, email address and I'll send you that letter. We're starting an exciting new um, book today and I sent uh, out the PDF for that book. So if you can uh, be, be sure to check your email. I sent it out pretty late last night. Okay, and that's from 3 to 4.30 Central Time. Thank you. May peace be with you. May everything we do and say and think today be done, not only for our own benefit, which is where we always start, but may it be also done and radiate out to be benefit for all other living beings throughout the universe. Thank you.